to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so on your favorite podcatcher, large device or small. If you're watching the video version of this on the GPB Sports YouTube channel, you get to see me and Hannah back for the first time in too long. Hi, Mom. Hi. So how's it feel? I'm a mom. Yeah, you are. Still rocking the power pony. (laughs) Still got the power pony going on here. Can't quite get out of bed the same on Monday mornings. So how is it? I it's mean, it's great. It's, and for those of you that don't follow Hannah on social media, she posts pictures of the twins mm-hmm. and you and your husband, John, mm-hmm. and how this family has now gone from just the two of you and the two dogs to now the two of you, the two dogs, and the twins. And so four has become six all through her Instagram. So follow Hannah on all of her social media so you can see how this family has expanded ever since the semifinals of football season. We get stopped constantly. So we walk a lot. And everyone's like, two dogs and two girls and good luck to you. I'm like, thank you, ma'am. We need it. It has been fun, though. I do post a lot of pictures of the girls on my Instagram. Yeah, so Commander They're Sandy, really have you cute. seen these these photos that have been uh, posted yet? Have you Have you gone all the way through her Instagram account to see these things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But they are beautiful photos. It helps that she's, you know, professional, professional photographer. photographer. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're telling the photographer, it's like if it's if you're in the photo, you're telling the photographer, here's the deal. Here, no, it has to look like this, and she's framing it up all everything. <laughs> I know, I know. John's usually like the the sidekick. Your husband, with like John. The, my husband, John. Yes. There I, are multiple Johns involved I know, in this I conversation. Say, Me, but I'm an H-less John. Mm, John, John, your husband H. has yeah. an H. I usually just say my husband, John. There you go. Really quickly, all together, to anyone at work. One word. Um, I we have they have gotten confused. I'll be talking about my husband, and somebody will be like, "Wait, you're talking about John Nelson?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but anyways, he is. He's my sidekick. He uh-huh. gets the lighting going and, and all of that. But because starting my photography business, you just have an eye for things. It's different. I want like the perfect picture. And so it can be and so involved sometimes. And so there's nothing but perfect pictures. <laughs> perfect pictures. Involving Hannah and the twins and her husband, John. Four Look, perfect twins. Perfect twins. Look, I used to make fun of people that posted a lot of pictures of their kids. Until she became Until one of those people. Until I became a mom. And now I'm full of pictures. That's all that's, all that's on my phone is all those pictures. Yes. So I have turned into my worst nightmare. Well, and you're, it's all on Instagram. It's all on everything. It's all out there for all, everyone all to on, see. Yes, all on social media. For, but uh, it's good to see you. Great, yes. great, you're, great, you're back. I'm back. And the fact that football never stops. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like the two of us trying to catch a comet's tail. I know. And, and so know. now we're having to do that again. It's a, a great topic this week, by the way. We do have a good topic. While I've been out, there has been lots of coaching changes. Yes, there have. Which. John so nicely kept up with while I said, I'm not doing this right now. I have babies to take care of, so you do it, John. I think I say that to John about everything, though. I'm like, you've got this. You do it. (laughs) You do it. (laughs) And so uh, So, so, we're talking silly season this week. Silly season, coaching carousel. 
Uh, we were just going through all this before the show began, and there is a lot of big names on this list I'm looking at that that have new coaching positions. Yep, and uh, our anchor this week, Jay mm-hmm. Shaw, who mm-hmm. a lot of folks know from his time up at Rabin County, lived there, grew up there, quarterback to Georgia Southern, head coach at Rabin County for the last three seasons. He's now the new head coach at Wayne County down in South Georgia in Jessup, and we catch up with him and find out what life is like for Jay Shaw away from home. It was a really cool interview, and that's coming up in just a little bit. It was a great interview, and when you know, we talked to him last year, and mm-hmm. he went on and on about Gunnar Stockton and all those great stories, so it was really cool that we got that perspective last year, and now we're jumping into his new job, and he kind of pulls the curtain back, as you like to say, on, on the difficulties of starting a brand new team, especially one that's Rebuilding. Yeah, rough season last year for Wayne County. They were 0-9 in a tough region under head coach Ken Cribb, but now Jabo Shaw and his new staff are in charge down there in Jessup. Before we get to that, John, take us through some of these top names with new positions, the crazy coaching carousel all, of, all of 2022. These, well, and, and to be perfectly honest, this year there's actually less names than normal. Traditionally, wow. anywhere you're from like 80 to 100. Okay. I mean, 100 and north of 100. We've seen north of 100 changes in years past. 80, about 17 or 18 percent, 20 percent turnover is about average. Right now we're pushing about 70, so we're a little under uh, all of the the transitions that you're getting from coaches on a, a yearly basis. Just some of the, the headliners. Uh, let's see. Rance Gillespie leaves. Hart County goes to Brookstone. That was one of the early surprises. Uh, Robbie Pruitt leaves Coffee, Coffee, and is returning to Florida. He's coaching at Williston, and so the new, the uh, Madison County head coach Mike Coe is now coming from Florida, and he's going to be coaching at Coffee. Uh, Justin Rogers leaves Colquitt County, and he goes to Thomas County Central. Was Sean, that a surprise? I mean, there's a lot of pressure involved at Colquitt County. Yeah, and you know, we the, talked to Justin probably more than we did anybody. Yeah, and last there, year. but there's also a lot of pressure at Thomas County Central too yeah. when you're in a region that Colquitt is in, and you're constantly having to to go up against uh Lowndes and you know Camden and you're you're in a really tight region that the expectations always going to be there and you know and we both know this from the time that we've spent in Moultrie talking mm-hmm. to folks in and around Moultrie being in the region of doom in the highest classification like that there's pressure there but there's pressure at Thomas County Central too and he's going into a situation where Thomasville you know, you're, you you know what you're getting with the Thomasville Bulldogs, too. You've got the War of the Roses rivalry game every single year. And you've got Thomasville chasing championships and things like that. So it is it is a tough – it is South Georgia football. We know this. It is very, very tough across the board. And uh, Justin Rogers, friend of us here at GPB, mm-hmm. is going from one tough job in Moultrie to one in Thomasville, no question. So Sean Calhoun replaces him at Colquitt. Yeah, so Sean Calhoun has replaced him at Colquitt. Uh, Byron Slack, who spent some time in some staffs in South Georgia, Lowndes and such. He was a coach up at Hillgrove. He's now the new head coach at Cook. Okay. Uh, Gainesville. And this was one that our guest was tied to. Yeah, this at was one a big point. one. And uh, so it's, it was no longer Heath Webb. Josh Niblett comes over from Hoover hmm. to take over at Gainesville. Hmm. And that one's, I mean, that's a, that's that's be a, a team to watch. big hire. Yeah. That is a huge hire yeah. for Gainesville to bring Josh Niblett in. Then, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Gene Cathcart yeah. going to South Carolina. Yeah, he went home. He went home to South Carolina. So uh, Travis Nolan goes from Oconee County. And this one was big, too. Travis Nolan from Oconee County, who's making it to the last game of the year, constantly at Oconee County. Now he's going to Jefferson to take over there. And that nice. one was a big one. Uh, Bobby May, who we've seen on Football Fridays in Georgia podcast at Westlake. He's now going to Cobb County and Yeah, Kell. back in my old stomping grounds. Uh, Adam Clack leaves Milton. That was a big one. 
And we're I'm having a flash because I knew this, but you saying it surprised me all over again. Yeah, and where so is he going again? Still trying to figure that out. I've not seen anything about the future okay. of Adam. Clark. I'm obviously surprised, and I knew this, but yeah. I'm being re-surprised. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Sean Pender leaving Brunswick, going to North Hall is, is another one. Chris Slade leaving Pace Academy and the former Mountain View head coach Nick Bach taking over. Uh, page three. I feel like Paul Harvey doing all of this. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we're, we got J-Bo coming up. Uh, Mark Faraba leaving Stratford Academy after all those years. You've got... You're uh, going so fast. Have we talked about Miguel Patrick, Ohio no, State? No, we have not. Okay. I mean, okay. and that's, that's, a different, that's a different one entirely where you have a coach... Who And we've seen this over the last handful of years where successful high school mm-hmm. coaches like Mickey Connett, Grayson, are brought into college programs. Why? Because Why? those coaches want to tap into the knowledge base that the high mm-hmm. school coach has so you can make a footprint in that home state. And he's a good one to do it. And so, and Miguel Patrick, get, I mean, Miguel Patrick. That's a long Cedar, way, Ohio. But, but, but think about it. Cedar Grove mm-hmm. and Crisp. So Miguel Patrick has done things in the Atlanta area and in South Georgia. So if you're the Ohio State University, as they like to refer to themselves, and I just sit there and go, (laughs) T-O-S-U, if you're Ohio State University and you can bring in a coach like Miguel Patrick to help your recruiting in the state of Georgia and maybe chasing after folks that uh, Kirby's chasing after too. What's his position? I I think he's uh, – I think he's a coordinator. It's one of those coordinator positions. Or, do some Googling. Yeah, so it's one of those where it's he's not a position coach, but he's it's the advisor coordinator kind of thing. And so when you have that kind of knowledge base that Miguel Patrick has, that's great for, for The Ohio State University trying to get talent out of the southeastern United States and away from the Southeast Conference. I mean, it's, it's a great move tactically by Ohio State. Okay, this is a position I have not heard of. Uh huh. He is the defensive quality control coach. Yeah, well, and that, but that's an entry level kind of a thing, you know, where you're a quality control coach. You're sitting. I have, there, I've never seen that oh, before. Yeah, you're, is that you're, just me? No. Well, you're, I mean, a quality control. You're coach? you're learning how to be a coordinator or a position coach, and so what they do, it's like quality control. You're you're kind of. They used to just call that some sort of assistant, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you're you're trying to make sure that all of the day to day operations. It's like. You know, all of those kind of below the radar things mm-hmm. that coaches, while they're coaching, can't take control of. So that's what Miguel Patrick is doing. Nice. So well, he's doing him. he's doing the the second level stuff to make sure that the three dimensional approach that you have as a coach and as, as a coaching staff is taken care of. So that's what he's doing. Most of my career comes from SEC teams, mm-hmm. sports broadcasting. Yeah. I don't know why I've never seen that before. Well, I mean, because we're, we're well, I would if you go to the the staff at where you were. Uh, you know, covering things in uh, at UAT. That, that team that's crimson and white. Yeah, at UAT. That we do not speak of. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> if you if you look at the staff at UAT and you do some Googling, mm. you'll probably see quality control coaches underneath coordinators and things like that. Okay. So yeah, that when they have like how many how many coaches do you figure Alabama has, uh, Commander Sandy? Like ninety eight. It, yeah, it's some insane. <laughs> so, so you're going to have quality. They have the max number allowed. Yeah. And, and, and then the, some and secret then, ones. And then they sit there and they'll come and up with. And they each have their own meeting room and weight room. Right. And, and they have their own creative <laughs> titles and things like that. So the creative titling that you see at UAT, you're seeing that in those rather large Division One programs. And Miguel Patrick is now part of that. But a great tactical move by Ohio State. Yep. Uh, Robert Edwards went home. He left okay. Riverwood to go to Washington County. And so he's going home to the Twin Cities of Sandersville and Tennell in uh, Washington County. So that one's going to be fun. 
Uh, Joel Ingram left Washington County. Now he's on the staff of uh, Roger Holmes at Dublin. And then Rico Zachary, this is one that's below the radar. Rico Zachary spent time on the college uh, college staffs, and he's recruited. So now he's taking over Westlake for Bobby May. And, that, and uh, so that's just, oh. There's well, a few more on here. Jonathan, oh, Jonathan Guest. I forgot. Yeah, Jonathan Guest going from Eagles Landing to Hebron Christian. That's big in that's single a. That's big one. That's big in single A, considering what he built at Elka. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to Hebron Christian and then uh, Philip Sh- Ironside. And you got Sean Pender? Yeah, Sean Pender mentioned him. Then Philip Ironside resigned from Worth County after two seasons. So, like I said, that's the highlights. Awesome. Well, we've got a lot more to talk about. The GHSA Board of Trustees has a huge vote coming up very soon. Check. We're going to tell you what they're voting about after the interview, John. Yep. Time to catch up with the head coach of the Wayne County Yellow Jackets, Jay Bo Shaw. Time for our guest this week for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, and he is the new head coach of the Wayne County Yellow Jackets. And a lot of folks remember him from his time back home at Rabin County. Jay Bo Shaw, the head coach of Wayne County down in Jessup. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. John, Hannah, thank you all for having me on, oh, man. It's always a pleasure to get on and, and talk ball and talk high school football in the state of Georgia with you guys. All right, so first question goes to Hannah, ladies first. We All believe right. in chivalry on the sure, show, so it's sure. going to be Hannah asking the first question. Go for it. All right, Coach, when did you officially get down to Jessup, and how are you and the family settling in? Uh, my first, I think my first official day was, I think, January 17th. So it was a pretty quick turnaround after we got done playing uh, at Raven and then get through Christmas break and, uh, you know, all the – interviewing and I go through that that process and then uh yeah my first official day was towards the end of January and uh, my family came down probably about a month after um so they they got down here probably towards the end of February and we got us uh, we got we're getting settled and everything is getting in order and just uh in the, in the middle of winter workouts right now and trying to trying to get ready for spring ball so the transition has been great um you know there's there's a lot of a lot of great people, great great support, great administration uh, down here in Wayne County. Uh, I'm just glad that glad that I get to uh, get the honor of being in charge of the football program and and, uh, and and see where the future takes us. One of the things that I wanted to get into in this particular time where we get to catch up with you is I think that a lot of folks just sit there and think that okay, you're a new coach and you just kind of parachute into a situation, but you kind of got into it there a little bit where it's you're moving your life, you're packing your life, you've got family, you have kids, you have assistants who have families who have kids. I mean, there are a lot of moving parts to this. I don't think a lot of folks understand when it comes to a new administration moving into a new job. Yeah, that's that's probably the, the you know, I leaned on my father a lot during this transition because, you know, this is the first this is the first time I've been through it as far as, you know, taking a new job and transitioning and transitioning the staff and putting things into place. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of pieces, uh, that, that you almost kind of, you kind of take for granted while you're at, at a place, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, just, there's so many things that are, that were in place and that you just kind of rock and rolled and that you just kind of went on about your business. And, and then when, uh, when the change happens and, and, uh, you know, all that stuff goes down. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of people that you lean on, and, or at least that I did. And, uh, you know, I, I leaned on my dad, like I said, a, a lot, um, you know, through the transition. And especially, you know, with coaches and making sure that the staff that I was trying to put into place here at Wayne, you know, were taken care of and the timelines, 
you know, making sure everything lined up for their families and their kids, you know, especially being right there in January when, you know, kids are in school and, you know, do they come in towards the end of the school year or are we going to transition, you know, here in February, March, you know, April before spring ball. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces that, you know, I'm kind of learning for the first time, but it's been great. I've had a great support system here at Wayne with the administration and, and then, you know, my family and the coaches and their families, uh, you know, we're, my whole family is from Raven County and my wife's family is from Raven County. So, um, you know, moving five and probably five and a half hours away, that was, uh, that was a huge transition for my wife and my family and me. Um, but it's been so great. It's been, uh, it's been a great challenge so far. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, we tell, we tell our, our football team or, or whoever, you know, during the, during the process, you learn the most when you get out of your comfort zone. And, uh, that's definitely happened with us. And, it's been really fun and, and uh, you know, just trying to uh, keep it going. Yeah, John just wrote down on a piece of paper, yeah, you're leaving home, going down south. I know it's a little early to talk about talent and assessing the talent that you have, but you mentioned spring practice coming up. You've met with the team. I'm, I'm certain of that. What was that like, and, and what's it like just being a part of your, your second team here as a head coach? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's, you know, we had a team meeting shortly after I got, you know, I got here and my first day uh, we had a team meeting and kind of set out, you know, what that expectation would be and, you know, for them to start learning me because, uh, you know, they're going to, they've got to go through a transition just like I'm going through a transition. And, uh, you know, I told them it's like anything, you know, change can be hard at some, some, some sometimes, but change is also good. It's where we grow. It's where we, you know, are pushed past our breaking point. So, that part has been has been really fun, uh, re-energizing. You know, um, you know all those things that you, know, you just hit the ground running, and and uh, you know you feel like your list grows by the day. You, so you just try and prioritize, and um, you know the kids have been great. They're excited. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a process, and um, that that part is always for me really exciting because you see where we're at. And then hopefully where we'll be uh, in the near future. And, and it's all about our kids buying in the process. But um, we've been in our winter workout program right now. Um, we've been in it for about seven or eight weeks now. And, and uh, that's going to lead us all the way up to spring break in the first week of April. And then uh, come back from April. And we got about three weeks until spring football starts. So uh, we'll transition our training geared towards more football-specific stuff after spring break. But the guys have been great. The administration has been great in this community. You can definitely tell this community cares about its, its football, and that's one of the parts or one of the things that attracted uh, me and the staff to, uh, to Wayne County. You're reading my notes because that was going to be my next question is, you know, what attracted you to Jessup? Because Jessup, we know they've been in and Wayne County has been in tough regions in the past. And tough year last year. Yeah, it was yeah. for for Coach Crib and everybody down there in Jessup and Wayne County. But what attracted you to this particular job in this particular football town, which is a great football town and a county that supports its football from day one to day three sixty five? Yeah, probably. Uh, you know, number one, before I started meeting people of Jessup and the administration, um, the southeast part of the state of Georgia has always kind of you know, been on my radar as far as that, that feels important to me because of my time at Georgia Southern of, 
you know, when I was in school right. and in Statesboro. Um, you know, it's always been a special place for me and always, you know, kind of just kept my eye on this part of the state. And then uh, when this opportunity came, came about, it was very uh, evident that football mattered uh, in this community and football matters in Wayne County and Jessup. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of support and people want to do it the right way and pour into kids the right way and, and get our kids to be success, be successful. And then, uh, there were some Georgia Southern ties, um, as far as, uh, administration, um, and, and, uh, you know, other coaches in this area. Um, so there was, there's probably two or three of those things that just boom, jumped off the page at me right from the get go. And then, and then, uh, you know, just the more you sit down and talk with, you know, Dr. Kelly, our superintendent, and Dr. McDaniel, our principal, and seeing how, you know, their priority is, priorities align. Um, and then in the community, and the more you talk to people and see how much it matters, it just felt like a perfect situation for, for myself and my family. And, and we are very honored and humbled to be a part of this community and, and this uh, in Wayne County High School. Well, I'm sure the Yellow Jackets feel the same about having you. Um, you had an extremely successful three seasons at Rabin. You went 35-3, and three, never lost more than two games in a single season. And these are your first three seasons as a head coach. Three state quarterfinal appearances, a semifinal run in 2020, three state region titles. And then you've got Wayne County coming off an 0-9 season. So I know you're an offensive-minded coach. What's your game plan? What did you learn from Rabin County that you plan to – go down to the Yellow Jackets and, and kind of turn things around? Well, I think number one is, you know, hard work works. And, uh, you know, you, you get a bunch of kids that uh, will buy into the process. And number one is, like I told them in the first team meeting, you know, those players will always be number one priority um, in this football program. And every decision that I make or our coaches make, uh, the players will be the number one priority. And I think there's a trust system that needs to be built. And, uh you know, it's not uncommon for us and for me to, and the staff, you know, we're going to tell the kids we love them and, uh, and we're going to care about them deeply. And I told them, like I told them on day one, and, you know, it's not, you're not always going to like what I have to say or, or uh, anything, but it's going to be what you, what you need to hear. But it's because out of love and, and I want to see you walk across that stage one day and I want to see you be successful and, and, uh, you know, win as many games as we can on a Friday night and uh, walk across that stage where you're held at high. And so we do have a process here. You know, it, it will be a process here at Wayne. And, um, you know, it's it, like anything. I mean, it's going to be a lot of hard work. It's going to be who can buy in uh, to our system, to, you know, what our standard is and how we're going to act on a daily basis and how we're going to perform on a Friday night and what's acceptable and what's not. So, um, the, the positive thing is our kids have, have been so, uh, welcoming and you know, the best way I can describe it is, you know, when you stand in front of a team and, uh, they just have that look in their eye when they're looking back at you, like, just tell us what you want us to do. Just tell me what to do to be successful. And, uh, and that's what has been, been here so far. And, and look, we all know there's going to be some hard, there's going to be some tough, tough times with this sport and this game and uh, what is demanded of it. And it's, uh, we're going to have to find a way to fight through some adversity and fight through the growth and continue to grow. But it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, for number one, for me, it's been re-energizing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, me and the staff are very excited to be here 
no matter what happened year last year, you know, a couple years before, whatever it may be, we're here to uh, to move forward and represent Wayne County with a lot of pride and give Wayne County something to be, you know, very have a lot of pride in. Jay Boshaw, the new head coach of the Wayne County Yellow Jackets, hanging out with me and Hannah here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. You mentioned day one, and I know that it can be an anxious time for both student athletes and for coaches. Mm-hmm. When you're preparing for that first speech, that first gathering with those student athletes, I mean, are you practicing in the mirror? Or are you walking out in the backyard with your speech to try to get everything down? Is it? I mean, what is that meeting like? Because, you know, there, there's always that notion that you can't, there's no second chance to make a first impression. Yeah. And, and yeah. you've got to get the tone right. You've got to get the message right. And they have to understand the student athletes, the administration, the fans, the supporters, boosters, everybody. They've got to understand where you're coming from from day one. What's it like to prepare for those first impressions across the board in a place where you're just as new as everybody, but you're a focal point from the absolute beginning? Yeah, I think number one, like for me personally, you know, I was going to be myself. I wasn't going to be somebody that I wasn't um, because I, I truly believe this. And I tell our assistant coaches this all the time. You know, a kid can spot a fake faster than adults can. And I truly believe that they, they can spot one, and if you're trying to be somebody you're not, uh, it just, in my opinion, it's not going to work. So my, my number one goal was to be, to be myself, to let them uh, see me, and for me to rip my chest open and show them my heart and uh, show them exactly who I am, who I am as a husband, a father, you know, a, a Christ follower, you know, and, and hopefully somebody that they can, they can lean on and, and, and be their coach and trust. So that was my number one goal uh, going into that that meeting is just be myself and you know tell them that I've got their back through thick and thin and uh, but it's definitely a a stressful because you want to get it right you know you want to you know show them that you care but also there's a there's a point that you got to show them that it's going to be it's going to be hard it's going to we're going to go through some hard hard times adverse adversity is going to hit at some point um, so you try and prepare them and you try and to Set that new standard of what that looks like moving forward, what's acceptable and what's not. Um, so, but it's definitely a stressful time. But really, to answer your question, John, it's just for me personally, it was be exactly who I am and try to not, not don't try and be, you know, somebody that I'm not uh, because to me, it just wouldn't work uh, down the road. You join a tough region. You'll drop from 5A to 4A. The Yellow Jackets will for the next two seasons. So Region 3, 4A, um, that houses defending Class 4A champion Benedictine. you got Burke County, Islands, New Hampstead, Southeast Bullock. Have you really looked at this region? Uh, I guess you the, the, the schedules are already are already made uh, prior yeah. to you getting there. So what's, what's your upcoming schedule like, and what's this region going to be like for you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when I got here, the schedule was done. And I think, uh, you know, our administration did a great job putting together a schedule that's going to have some great Friday night football um, atmospheres and important games and and really big competition games. Um, So really excited about, you know, jumping into this and and seeing this uh, schedule through. But our non-region games, you know, we'll have a fall scrimmage with Glenn Academy. Um, then we'll open up the year with Bradwell Institute, go to defending class 
single A uh, state champs, uh, Brooks County. We'll go play Coach Freeman and them over at Brooks. Mm, in week two. That's going to be a tough one. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, we all know what Coach Freeman's football team stand for. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's always, they always do a really good job. And um, week three, we'll, we'll play Appling County, which is a neighboring county for us. Yeah. Which is a big, you know, rival game for, for Wayne County. And then uh, we'll, we'll make the trek up to Statesboro. Um, after our open week, and then we'll finish with Jenkins out of Savannah. So, uh, you know, our five non-regions, Bradwell, Brooks, Appling, Statesboro, and Jenkins. And then mm, we get nice. into our uh, into our region schedule with, like you said, you know, the Burke Islands, New Hampstead, you know, Coach Britt at, at Benedictine and, and uh, Southeast Bullock. I think the number one thing that jumps out, you know, outside of our non-region schedule and you look at our region, I think the quality of coaches and the, the coaching staffs that are at these places and the uh, type of football uh, that is played. Every one of those schools right there in our region, I know football matters at that school, in that community, uh, at that location, whatever you want to call it. I know football is important. And uh, so it'll be a great challenge. I got a lot of respect for all those head coaches in our region and our non-region schedule. And then the coaching staff, the quality of coaching staff that are at those places. Um, but I think – you know, number one, um, you know, you, you've got to prepare your football team. Um, and that, that may be, you know, playing the Brooks counties, playing the, mm-hmm. the Benedictines, playing the Appling County who made a, you know, made a run in the state playoffs this year. Um, and then, you know, traditionally Burke County, I'll always be in Burke County and what they stand for. Um, you've got to play those, those type games, you know, if you want to get into a situation where you, hopefully you're making a run down the stretch, I think it's, extremely important even coming off a year you know unfortunately like we we had at wayne county last year um uh you know you you've got to put your kids in those situations and uh and that way you grow from it like anything else like i said before you know you you you, when the uncomfortable stuff happens and maybe the adversity happens or whatever it may be you're going to grow from it it's going to help you down the road so i'm extremely uh excited about the schedule um, like I said, I think it hits all the check marks of big time atmospheres against great coaches, great coaching staffs, football driven towns. And uh, it's what makes football so special in the state of Georgia. There's very, you know, there's not a whole play, a whole lot of places where football is not important. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, I'm biased as a football coach, but um, it, it, that, that's what makes it fun. How hard was it to leave home? Um, it was, it was tough. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and, uh, you know, say it wasn't all, it was, uh, it was tough. You know, it was, uh, my, my parents are, are still up there. Um, you know, my grandparents and my wife's parents. And when I say everybody's up there, I mean, everybody is mm-hmm. up there. And, uh, so that part is, um, was, was definitely difficult. Um, but I think in anything, you know, my wife and I looked at it, at, at, a, at this as an opportunity to, Hey, let's jump off the ledge together and let's go, uh, you know, tackle something together and, and it'll force heck our marriage to grow, you know, and in all different ways of kind of being out there by yourself. And, uh, that's, what's exciting. And, you know, you even what being almost three months down here, it's, you know, you jump off together and, you know, you put your faith in the Lord and like we do, and, you know, you walk by, walk by his footsteps and try to, let him lead our family, and, and uh, he, he led us to Wayne County, and we're super excited. 
Well, Coach, we'll be keeping an eye on you down there at Wayne County, one of the great football towns here in the state of Georgia, down there in Jessup, the new head coach of the Wayne County Yellow Jackets, Jabo Shaw. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, kind of breaking down some of the walls I don't think a lot of folks quite understand about change and coaching changes and its volatility and all the moving parts. Thanks for uh, pulling back the curtain with us there. It's been a great education, and we'll be keeping an eye. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on Southern Swing if uh, things work out down there in August. Heck yeah. John, Hannah, thank you all. Seriously, everything you all do for the football in the state of Georgia and shoot all our sports is what what makes it so great in this this state and uh, people like you guys. Greatly appreciate it, and please know y'all are always welcome at Wayne County. Anytime you want to come by on a Friday night or during the week, y'all come on. You got it. Thank y'all. Well, I know it was tough for Coach Shaw to leave home, but yeah. on the bright side, he's only an hour from from the beach, yeah. so that's a good trade off. Well, but that was what that was one of the reasons that Rocky Hidalgo was. Uh, he went from Walton to Glen Academy. It's like you know when I get to wake up every morning, I, I literally I think it's like a five or a ten minute walk for him from his house to the water. Now that's nice. And so that's yeah, it was one of the things that attracted Rocky when he went down to be uh, the head coach down there. But yeah, you look at this schedule. Some great mm-hmm. coaches: Danny Britt at Benedictine, uh, Eric Parker at Burke. Kyle Hockman at New Hampstead, uh, Brooks County, Maurice. Yep. Uh, you know, we talked about Rocky Hidalgo, Glen Academy, Jordan Mullis at Appling County. I mean, there's some great coaches in that schedule, and it's going to be a, a great learning environment uh, as they try to turn things around at Wayne County. Yep, circling that school and that program to keep our eye on this year yep. for sure. No doubt. Well, let's talk about the other hot topics that's happening around the state while I have been gone. (laughs) And we mentioned that the GHSA Board of Trustees has a big vote coming up, and that's about the number of classifications. John, take us through what you've learned. Yeah, uh, GHSA Board of Trustees voted, as we're talking, last week to support reducing the number of classifications to six beginning in the 24-25 year, put the proposal to the executive committee agenda on April 11th. So by the next time that you uh, hear and or see us, we should have an answer on that. And so that could be when the plan is adopted. The idea is to reduce schools' travel to competitions because there was a bill in the state legislature that would have the GHSA responsible for travel costs above 75 miles. And we know that there are some regions where there are a lot of teams – in a great amount of space, and then there's also regions where, like in 17A, you're going from Kingsland to Moultrie, mm-hmm. and that's longer than 75 miles. Yes. So those kinds of things. And so they're looking at that, and what the proposal currently is, courtesy of our friend Todd Holcomb on the High School Football Daily, uh, the six-class plan wants to retain separate divisions in single A. Okay. And then they would work it there. So doing it so effectively, it means seven classes 56 regions, not six with 48. There have been 64 regions and eight champs since 2016. So mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye on that going forward. April 11th is okay. the date that we need to keep an eye on. So okay. we should have write an answer. Write that down. Yes. April? April 11th. 11th. Since I have to write down everything these days because of mom brain. April 11th. So, okay. So I wrote it down. So by the next time we yep. are back, uh, folks should have an answer on that. Awesome. Well, some news around GPB. We are announcing a full football season for okay. the first time in multiple years. Sweet. Since I've been a part Sweet. of the team, we have not had a full season. So we we're like starting that. early. We're doing, what, three extra games? We like that. Starting sometime in, in August rather than September. So looking forward to to that. We're adding more flag football. So I know flag football has been super popular on flag our air, football, our airwaves. Commander Sandy. Mm-hmm. Flag football. We have the championships. I'm excited. I'm excited. That'd yeah. be good. We're doing regular season now. Yeah. And I mean, and, uh, 
Flag football has been one of the fun things that we've been able to add for the championships and championship weekend at GPB where folks are it's sitting. It's been a huge success, Well, too. and it's, it's so funny when folks are on our social media during championship weekend and they sit there and they go, well, this is the, the guilty pleasure I didn't know that I had until I started watching it. And I think it speaks a lot sure. to Ernie Yarborough and the GHSA for bringing it to the fore. And then you're adding championship games and you're adding all this kind of stuff and just getting the representation from around the state, the number of schools that are growing to be a part of flag football. And Alabama, by the way, I think the AHSAA had it for the first time this past season. And they had the championship games at Protective Stadium at UAB. And so they're now seeing what flag football can be as a part of championship weekend too. Cool, cool. Well, it'll be streaming. It will not be on... TV, at least these first first games. We'll see how it all goes. It'll be streaming. So, of course, follow us on social media at GBB Sports yeah. for all of those announcements. Yep. Um, and then my last thing on my list is that we're starting to ingest a bunch of old football games with a bunch of younger John. <laughs> with a bunch of John here, and his youth. I wasn't going to say prime because you're definitely in here, your prime. Here, here, yeah, so <laughs> I, I just I firmly anticipate, Sandy. That, all right, so let me guess. One, I think we call those classic. Yes. Mm, thank you, Retro. Sandy. Classic. Retro. John Nelson's classic tape. Yeah, so retro Nelson is, I guess, Vintage. what it is. Well, so let me guess. Oh, uh, black suit, black shirt, Jerry Garcia tie? I haven't watched them yet. We're still, we're, we're getting them on our servers and... Basically every game that we have, we're gonna we're gonna start and putting them out. And also, I had a lot more hair. Mm-hmm. It was a very there was there was definitely. Uh, I'm gonna a, put together a highlight. There reel. was definitely oh, a definitely. there Let's was do there was mm-hmm. a lot. I, I will I will go ahead and stipulate to this. I'm fairly certain that there was a lot going on in the back. Okay. okay. Especially late '90s, early 2000s. I can guarantee you that there was a lot going on back here. There was a lot. Well, right now we have it going all the way back to 08. There was some there were some tapes missing in action, but we've got all the way back to 08 and we've got some we've got some late 90s. So that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to circle on the late 90s. Absolutely. One of my goals when I started in this industry back in the days of movable type. So, yeah, me and Van Leeuwenhoek, we were like this, is to try and be an on camera anchor reporter with the longest hair humanly possible at a, I need to see this. at a sports desk. I need to see this. So then you need to probably check the mid to late 90s. We've got 97, 98. Yeah. And so trust me, there was a lot of hair. Okay. I'm going to was... get a screenshot of this and share it with everybody sooner rather than later. Oh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to make a She's note. She's going to make a note. She's going to write this, no, down. this down. See, Commander Sandy, you see what you John started? Mullet. We got a little mark? taste of that with the McVeigh stuff. Yes. yes. That you certainly did. No question about that. All right. Well, so, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's uh, all I've got. It's uh, on the list. Yeah. One more thing mm-hmm. uh, before we go. We lost uh, a great friend here in high school, in high school football here in the state of Georgia. Jeremy Williams, mm. the uh, former head coach of uh, Greenville High, had fought Luke Gehrig's disease for 14 years, I want to wow. say. And uh, there's a little column that I wrote uh, remembering my friend and his valiant fight with ALS. Great, great friend to anyone who came in contact with him. And you will always remember if you met Jeremy Williams, you will always remember your time that you spent with him. Mm. And so there are, there are books out there. Uh, Tenacious is the, the book that's out there that describes Jeremy and what his family have gone through. And so we'll always have the videos, always have the time. We've done stories on GPB with him in the past. 
but great friend of high school football here in the state of Georgia, former high, uh, former head coach at Greenville High. And uh, we love him very much, and we love the family very much. So that's just our, our one tip of the hat before we go from everybody here at GPB to everybody at Kendrick and Greenville and the town of Hamilton Crossroads down there in Harris County. We love you all very much. And uh, the remembrance for Jeremy's April 3rd. He will be very much missed. Yep, no doubt. So on that note, we'll probably be back here uh, now, Sandy, are we are we coming back? Uh, you're you're gonna like wave the flags like at the airport. You're gonna sit there and it's like, come in, hello, come in, hello. Like, we put a flag Question. up on the top of the building like, when John needs hello. to come back in. Hello, <laughs> Nelson, get in here. Sometime next month. So what she said. So sometime at some point yeah. after April 11th. Yeah, so at some point in the month of April. Thanks for hanging out with us once again here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast for King James, Jake, the Snake Commander, Sandy, and Hannah. I'm just John. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your team. Enjoy your games. We'll be back before you know it. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.